Welcome to the Faith and Money Podcast, where listeners are invited to explore the captivating intersection of faith and finances. Leading the way are two remarkable hosts, Keith Conley, President of True Legacy Financial Planning, and Crystal Wampler, President of Can Ethics. Faith and Money explores a diverse array of financial topics, always placing Christ at the center of our discussions. From the basics of budgeting and investing, to the transformative power of charitable giving and the dynamics of entrepreneurship, we explore it all. Keith and Crystal invite guests who are thought leaders, financial experts, and individuals who have successfully integrated faith and finances, offering practical tools and inspiring stories to guide you on your own path. If you find the Faith and Money podcast valuable and entertaining, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, and your rating will help us reach more people, empowering them to align their faith and finances. Now, without any further delay, here's Keith and Crystal. Welcome to this episode of the Faith and Money Podcast, where Christ is King, and we teach you to be masters of your money. What would the Faith and Money Podcast be without a good uh, dad joke, Crystal? Well, Keith, you are kind of out of practice, so what do you have for us today? How many team leaders does it take to change a light bulb? Five. None. They just delegate the task and wait for someone else to do it. Which isn't technically a bad thing. Delegation is important. So dad jokes are (laughs) educational. Dad jokes are educational. Wow. Good job. I like that. (laughs) You know, here at the Faith and Money podcast, we are passionate about helping Christians think biblically about their money. We have all at least heard the concept of biblical stewardship, but stewardship extends far beyond just money management. What I have found as a financial advisor is that not only a tiny portion of my conversations with uh, clients revolve around money, we actually end up talking about life. Most clients want to avoid talking about which stocks to buy or sell. They don't really want to talk about the financial nuts and bolts. They want to know how to make the best decisions with their money that will impact the rest of their lives and the lives of their loved ones and for the causes that they care about that they love to be generous to. Now, stewarding the hearts and souls of our children is an important concept taught in scripture. And the Bible teaches that the children of believers are holy. The book of Deuteronomy teaches that we ought to remind our children of God's law and promises grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And time and again, scripture reminds us that our most important heritage is not the money we leave, but our family, which we leave behind. Here at Faith and Money, we have had conversations about kids and money. In today's episode, however, we will be focusing on an important topic, not just for our kids, but for adults as well. Good money management requires leadership, our ability to display traits like courage, discernment, contentment, and decision-making on financial matters depends on the ability to lead ourselves. This is why in today's episode, Crystal and I will be speaking with leadership expert, Brenda Jung. 
Brenda Jung is a wife and mom of three teens and lives in Southern California. She is a Christian leadership development mentor for middle and high school students who want to live their lives instead of drifting through them. She helps students learn to drive their lives by developing their self-leadership skills so that they may find and begin to fulfill their God-given mission before graduating from high school. She is passionate about developing a person's leadership skills so that they can practice it through high school and become proficient at leading themselves well before they enter the workforce, where they may have opportunities to lead influence others. Welcome to Faith and Money, Brenda. Thank you so much, Crystal. And Keith? Hey, great to see you, Brenda. You too. So, so Keith and Brenda, how do you guys know each other? Oh, gosh. Brenda and I met 20 years ago. I don't know how it's possible. I'm not a day over 19, but <laughs> uh, nonetheless, we met 20 years ago back in our seminary days at Westminster Seminary, California. You know, Brenda, I, you know, thinking about our seminary days, I was thinking we'd start off our interview by uh, practicing the conjugation of our Greek, Hebrew and Greek verbs. Oh. <laughs> What do you think? Perfect. Are you ready? Perfect. I just got an email today from the seminary with their monthly newsletter that reminded everybody that Greek, summer Greek is about to start. And I remember that summer Greek class when I was living in Greek land. And uh, yeah, there's nothing better than parsing Greek and Hebrew verbs. After you, Keith. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well moving on, moving on. <laughs> Those were great years. So it's 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 been fun reconnecting with you and looking forward to having our conversation today. Uh, you know, I was really excited to see your project working with teens and leadership. It, it's a badly needed area. And I love to see how you are empowering teens, which will inevitably lead to stronger faith-based families and churches. Great. That's that's right up my alley. That's what I'm passionate about. And I can't wait to jump in a conversation with you about that. Yeah. That's so. exciting, Brenda. Um, so in your writing and teaching, you talk a lot about self-leadership. Yes. Most people think of leadership in terms of leading other people. Can you define what exactly is self-leadership? Sure. So here is where I think it's helpful to distinguish between positional leadership and personal leadership. So self-leadership is personal leadership. And teens and a lot of people, when they think of leadership, they think of positions like president, CEO, pastor, director, um, you know, worship pastor, um, coach. And when we're talking about self-leadership, we're talking about you as a leader. So you leading yourself before you can be trusted to lead anybody else. And so the relationship between personal leadership and positional leadership is that I see positional leadership as a result and a reward for strong personal leadership. The people who have demonstrated that they can lead themselves well, that they make good choices, 
and wise decisions, and they have the perspective that can uh, take into consideration other perspectives and they can empathize um, with other perspectives. Um, those are the people who will be offered positions of leadership. And so rather than you know, focusing on developing your ability to take positional positions of leadership, I focus on the ability to become the kind of person who will naturally be offered those positions. That's not the goal. The goal is just to lead yourself well. And that, that is glorifying to God. And it's um, the best way to serve our neighbors and to love the people around us and to love God. But you'll see that positions of leadership naturally follow the people who are strong self-leaders. It's interesting. Yeah, well, go ahead, (laughs) It's interesting that you're talking about, you know, leadership about, you know, empathy and and being able to relate to one another. Uh, You know, it, it seems like our world is so narcissistic. We think about what it's in it for me you know, if I, if I eat the right way or I exercise, it will, you know, benefit me and it will, but we benefit ourselves when we look out for the betterment of our, and, and loving our neighbor. Yes. Yes. That was, that's really important uh, point, Keith, but I also was going to make the point that, you know, it's important for us to learn to be good leaders of ourselves, because if we can't lead ourselves, then we're at the the mercy of other people leading us and who knows where they might lead us we might not always have a you know christian leader or a strong leader around us and so i love the fact that you're teaching them to take control of their lives and their leadership instead of letting life happen to them i think that's so important Yes. So I like to say that I help teens to learn how to drive their lives instead of drift through them. So I love that. Yeah. Why do you think that, you know, personal leadership or self-leadership is lacking today? I think we think that growth is going to be automatic. And although physical growth is somewhat automatic. You don't need a whole lot of food to grow physically. Um, Leadership growth, the best kind of leadership growth is intentional. And so instead of assuming that I can just drop my kids off at school and drop them off at church and put them, you know, in these um, good environments And then assuming that it's just going to (laughs) happen. Right. We are parents and, you know, teachers and mentors to these kids. We have to help them to make the connections between what they are given in their environments of growth with how they're processing all that good food that they are given and, and to look for the gaps and to help them. Um, make sense of everything they're experiencing at school, at church, on the team, at the camp, uh, in all their different various contexts. So it's not, I think a lot of um, self-leadership is assumed. And I see that a lot in um, areas of positional leadership, meaning, you know, like student council. It's a leadership opportunity. And even though I've been in student council since fifth grade, (laughs) um, 
they weren't talking to us about our character as a leader, who I'm becoming as a leader. Uh, it was, you know, doing the after school sales. It was serving the hot lunch. It was setting up the auditorium for an event or staying late to clean up. And all those things are part of leadership. Those are all services that are related to leadership. Um, it's It had nothing to do with who I was becoming as a leader, my identity as a leader. So um, I think a lot of us put our kids in contexts that promise leadership and are called leadership, but it's it might be positional leadership and not so much personal leadership. Right. Yeah. I think of all the different sources of noise in our world. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, it, it shocks me. You know, my kids are are, you know, relatively young at 10 and 11. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked by the nine year olds in our neighborhood who have cell phones, smartphones, not just a flip phone, but a cell phone where they can get on TikTok and Instagram, and there's just all this noise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for children, especially, they don't necessarily have the discernment or the filter to say, hey, this is not something that I should really pay any attention to or avoid. Uh, but, you know, even for adults, you know, what we're consuming in it, and to nurture our hearts is really going to impact our, our, the way we lead ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, you know, talks a lot about the heart and, and uh, if we're feeding our, our hearts garbage, garbage is going to come out. That's right. That's right. What you put in is going to be what you get out. Right. And, and, you know, even in the Christian world, so to speak, it's, you have to use some level of discernment. I mean, we we're constantly being bombarded with this celebrity Christian culture that falls on its face all too often. Uh, and, and so we really need to be able to help our children and, and, and help ourselves uh, by filtering out, you know, junk food for our, our hearts and our minds with, with, you know, biblical, uh, biblical principles, you know, just reading the book of Proverbs is just, you know, life transforming. If you can, you know, apply those things to your life as, as the sage and proverb tells us to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's why I offer Christian self-leadership and that was a very intentional decision of mine. And actually, when I made that decision, a friend uh, challenged me on it. And she said, but Brenda, you could reach thousands and millions of more kids if you just offer leadership and not Christian leadership. And so what you're talking about, Keith, are values, right? And a biblical worldview, a Christian worldview. Um, and that, I think, is nothing minor, you know, your Christian identity is everything about you when, right. yeah. And so that, that really changes the kind of leader that you are. I hear, I, I say the same things over and over, you know, Deuteronomy six is teaching our children, the law, 
you know, when we're sitting, when we're standing, when we're eating, when we're working, like at all times, you know, put it on our foreheads, put it on the, on our doorposts, you know, this is who we are as God's people. And our first priority is the discipleship of our children. They're not little pagans. They're God's children. Uh, you know, there's the Presbyterian to me speaking. Um, um, but, you know, having this leadership uh, focus on on Christian children is, is really important. And a lot of times they're not even getting these things in a church youth group if your church has that sort of program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, not saying that youth group is necessarily a bad thing, but this is definitely a very focused uh, thing that you're doing, Brenda. Yes. And, you know, let it just be clear that I am not competing with the local youth group. You know, I am not competing with the church. I believe God has ordained the church and called the church um, to save his people. And so what I'm trying to do is strengthen the church by filling some of the gaps that the church believes needs to be filled, but maybe just hasn't gotten around to it. You know, in a youth group, every single, every single student there needs personal investment, personal mentorship. They have individual questions that they are wrestling with in secret. That youth pastor, as much as he loves his students, is probably not going to be able to uh, have one-on-one time and address every question and get to know every student personally. Um, and that's why, you know, the mentorship piece um, that I'm trying to offer the church is um, the gap that I'm trying to fill. Right. What are some ways that we can develop our own lives and influence others through self-leadership? Some ways we can develop our own lives is to consistently develop our own growth, meaning to invest in ourselves every day. So that could be your daily quiet time. That could be, you know, just reading some scripture every morning, um, making sure we're spending time in the word and in prayer. But it also means um, investing in our goals and in the vision that we have as adults. Uh, And even in our vision we have for the next generation. So that might mean, um, like, right, I just joined uh, my local Toastmasters um, because I believe communication is becoming ever more important, that human-to-human communication, the ability to um, speak clearly and uh, cogently and to communicate ideas uh, is going to be even more important, especially now in the age of AI. (laughs) And we, um, you know, I'm investing in that because I believe that one shows that I am willing to step out of my comfort zone and put myself in a context that is foreign to me with people I don't know. But I am, um, you know, trying to exercise the same principles that I teach to my mentees um, that they should be stepping outside of their comfort zone. So I think for us, we need to model the principles, the values, the um, lessons that we are trying to pass on to the next generation. Uh, So yeah, definitely, um, you know, stepping out in faith is uh, one way that we can 
grow our own self-leadership? Yeah, I think self-leadership really requires that we have the ability to do some honest self-assessments. Yes. And, it's, and it's not just about, you know, woe is me, everyone hates me. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about self being self-deprecating, even though I love to do that in a joking sort of way about myself. But, <laughs> uh, you know, we need to be honest, you know, what are our passions? What are our abilities? You know, who has God wired us to be? And what am, what am I no good at? Uh, you know, this week, my church is doing vacation Bible school. I'm I'm super glad they're doing it. It's not my shtick. I I I I'm not I'm not the 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 you know guy who's gonna hang out at VBS and and you know all the kids are gonna surround me. That's just not me. And I, and I'm never gonna try to be that person. Uh, you know, and I could try and practice to become a professional football player, um, but I'm never gonna be a quarterback for the Rams or the chargers, it's just not going to happen. And so we, you know, part of being self-leadership is, is recognizing who God has wired us to be and being honest about that. The other thing that I would say is, you know, we're talking about goals and, and values. I, I find a lot of value in just writing things down. Me too. You know, not just, goals, but you know, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm, I'm setting out to do. Um, and, and having it written down as a reminder. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. I am an avid journaler ever since middle school. I've been writing in journals. I have boxes and boxes of journals in my garage. (laughs) I, I 100% believe that journaling has been the single best activity for personal growth just helps with self-awareness and processing what's happening and how you want to respond to what's happening, all the different options available to you. Uh, and it just helps you to find your voice and to find your opinion and not be af- afraid of expressing it. Yeah, I mean, what are you, what's unique about the teen years for middle and high schoolers with you know, self-development? Yeah, I love the middle school and high school years because that is when kids and, you know, they don't like to be kids anymore in uh, middle school and high school, so students or youth, that's when I think it's very natural in the child development stage to kind of come into their own, right? We see that adolescent, early adolescent stage very um, externally, because that's when we see them experimenting with style, with personality. They try different hairstyles, different clothing, different music, different language. Um, They're really looking for themselves and trying to actively create an identity for themselves. And it's admittedly a, um, you know, kind of self-centered stage. But I find that using that natural stage of their development is the perfect time to introduce the idea of self-leadership. That's when they want to kind of 
get out from under authority because up through elementary school, they've pretty much just done what they're told and go where they're taken and, um, you know, fulfilled the requirements of their teachers and their parents and their coaches. And all that is good. But now they're, you know, old enough to start asking questions and they want to know why, right? Why do I have to keep taking piano lessons? I've done it for eight years. <laughs> why do I have to keep playing soccer? Can I try football? Um, why can't I wear these jeans? Why? What's wrong with dyeing my hair? What's wrong with this kind of music? Uh, and so all that is begging for conversation, begging for um logic for reasoning and it's just a beautiful time when they are ready to drive they are expressing their desire to start leading their own lives start making their own decisions and it's a perfect time to guide them to how you make a good choice and a wise decision and you know helping them to identify their values and ask them to consider who are you wanting to become, who do you actually respect and admire? And um, what are the voices that you want to shape who you become over these next four to seven years, depending on you know, how old they are before they graduate from high school? And then, you know, whoever they become in junior high and high school, that's who they take into college. <laughs> and, and in college, whoever you are in college is who you take into your young adult years and right like that's just how it goes so I find middle school is the perfect time to begin that process to make them aware of the stage that they are now in and to give them some permission to drive their lives and to assure them of the guidance of their parents their pastors their counselors their coaches all the people that have invested them throughout their whole childhood were still there for them. But we want to, we want you to begin making some of your own decisions and owning up to your own, you know, choices and, and driving their lives. Um, but we're still here for you. Yeah. That's super important. Um, how does self-leadership of parents, grandparents, and adults impact the family? Yeah, this is an interesting and um, important question because, you know, a family, right, it's an entity, it's a community, a group, but in that entity and community and group are individuals who all need to exercise self-leadership. And so a family is basically just, you know, gathering a bunch of self-leaders and, um, you know, I know it might sound a little maybe over uh, generalized, but that family or any kind of community will be as strong or as weak as the individual people who make up that community, who comprise of that group. So naturally the stronger self leaders you have in a family, the stronger that whole family will become. And the opposite is true too. The weaker the individuals in self leadership, the weaker the entire family will be. Now, as adults in the family, right, parents and grandparents, um, we possess more authority and therefore more influence than the minors 
in the family. And so that really calls us as adults to exercise excellent self-leadership because the minors aren't yet, you know, old enough or mature enough to understand all the responsibilities and ramifications of what it takes to be a responsible and, um, you know, good adult. And so uh, I think as an adult, self-leadership becomes even more important than when you are a child or a teen. Yeah. Because you are in a position to make decisions that that um, affect the the next generation and even the next generation if you're a grandparent. Right. How how do you keep them on the same page? You know, if you're working with the students and um, you know, you notice the parents are maybe not teaching the right thing or, you know, or they need to be updated about where the student is. Do you have meetings, you know? How do you go about doing that? Yeah. So, you know, yes, so far what I have done is um, meet with the parents one-on-one and then meet with the student one-on-one. So I'm in a tricky situation because I'm advocating for both sides and I'm on, you know, I'm trying to support both sides. Um, And what I found is that is the value in, in what parents see as my role because they need that you know third perspective that outside voice that is reinforcing the values of the parent in my case it's the christian values of the parents but it's not the parent's voice you know it's not their um, authority and so i am very much partnering with parents and advocating for what their child wants right uh to the parent uh, so it definitely requires a lot of wisdom in terms of how to walk this uh, line. But I also see it as a great privilege because uh, at the end, you're trying to find a win-win, you know, for everybody. And so far, I haven't not been able to. Right. You know, at the end of the day, when I talk to my clients, when they want to leave a financial, you know, heritage to their children and grandchildren, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not always the money that's important to them. It, it it's the character of their children and their grandchildren and their be, ability to honor the Lord with that wealth. Mm-hmm. And you know, I obviously starting earlier than later is better, but these things can an adult can do these things Uh if if they've never, if, if an adult has never um, exercised, you know, personal leadership or self-leadership and they haven't taken a good, you know, hard look at their own life and, and tried to lead themselves, they can always change that. Yeah. Uh, And, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, our greatest heritage is not the, the dollar's, in the sense that we leave it, it it's the legacy uh, of Christ likeness mm-hmm. um, in our faith that that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I love the fact that, you know, your business and my business really just fit so well together because, you know, what true legacy is doing is 
working on generational wealth transfer planning. And without that self-leadership, that wealth will be wasted. It will be squandered. Uh, there will be fighting. There will be division. There will be addictions. The wealth will be gone. And mm-hmm. it will happen quicker than anyone can blink an eye. It's just the facts. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what you're doing is so important. And I'm just so glad that you've come on to join us today. Uh, could you briefly share with us what it is exactly that you're offering for the 2023 20, and 24 school year? Sure. Um, I am offering a 16 week mastermind and a mastermind is simply just an intentional format for learning. It's a community where students come not only to receive teaching, but to contribute and to give to the group. Um, So it is a highly interactive learning format and uh, high, high participation. And so over 16 weeks, we are going to be covering um, the 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader, this book by John Maxwell. And every chapter is a quality that any leader needs to have. I would say every person needs to have, you know, commitment, consistency, responsibility, generosity, initiative. Um, Those are all things that everybody needs, but especially if you're going to be in a position to influence other people. And so, um, yeah, we do, you know, 20 minutes of um, instruction. We do 20 minutes of small group discussion and we spend some minutes planning the week and uh, really thinking about where your head needs to be this week and how you're going to lead yourself well going into the new school week. Uh, So, yeah, that is my... um, offering for students and for students who've never experienced a mastermind they don't know what it is or they don't know who I am I am offering a three-day challenge at the end of this month where they can um, experience a mastermind over three hours over three days and actually draft a personal leadership plan by the end of those three days to decide who they want to be this school year and and so what exactly is the name of your business, Brenda? We should have probably said that already, but Oh, that's okay. Well, the you know, the LLC is We Lead, but um I I've been promoting the youth leadership mastermind, and uh that has become more of the brand. Um yeah, but my parent organization is We Lead. So my website is weleadthis.com. Okay, so if you want, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with Brenda and see more about what she's about and, and see if this would be a good fit for your children or grandchildren or or maybe the neighbor kid down the street, you could go to her website, which is weleadthis.com. And yeah. you don't need to be in any particular part of the country. You could be anywhere. Right. We, we meet at 4 p.m. on Sundays. So um, that is early enough for even the kids on the East Coast to call in at 7 p.m. And we only, this year we're meeting for 75 minutes and twice a month. And so, you know, it's not a whole lot of time, but it's enough to establish a habit to invest in yourself consistently and regularly bi-monthly. This could definitely change the whole trajectory of, of your children's life. So thank you so much for coming and joining us today, Brenda. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll practice our Greek and Hebrew verbs later. <laughs> to it but uh thanks so much for coming and uh don't forget to give us five stars and subscribe 
uh, to the podcast if you haven't done already and, and go ahead and share it with a friend and, and perhaps an enemy too. So <laughs> take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Faith and Money podcast. But remember, our conversations don't end here. We invite you to continue exploring these fascinating subjects by subscribing to our podcast. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, ensuring that you stay connected to our community of like-minded individuals seeking wisdom and guidance in their financial and spiritual lives. And while you're at it, don't forget to rate and review the Faith and Money podcast. Your feedback not only helps us improve, but it also allows others to discover and benefit from these enriching discussions. Your words have the power to inspire and empower others to embark on their own journeys toward financial well-being and spiritual fulfillment. Lastly, we want to extend a heartfelt invitation to join us for future episodes. We have exciting guests lined up who will share their unique perspectives and experiences. Together, we'll continue to dive deeper, challenge conventions, and uncover hidden truths that can transform our lives for the better.